Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick and Mike take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys are joined by Noah and Derek of A Bite Of Podcast to dive into their podcasting journey and how they are coping with the end of WandaVision. So, what's watching? Another episode of Showboys. My name is Mike, and as always, I'm joined by my favoriteest co-host ever, Nick. How's it going, Nick? It's me. I'm here. I'm going good. I took a nap Ooh. just before this, so I'm feeling, as you would say, crispy. Nice. <laughs> and as you can see, if you're watching the the video on YouTube or the live stream here, we're joined by special guests uh, Noah and Derek from A Bite of Podcast. How's it going, guys? Good. Going well. Yeah. Did you take a nap like in that 30 second lead in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a power nap. Yeah. I love how, like, uh, like on the bottom of the studio, like we were all kind of just dancing a little bit and it's kind of wishing that, yeah, that was showing. But yeah, thanks oh, for joining us, that. guys. <laughs> yeah. I could. Nobody else could. Maybe Nick could. But no. Not oh. dancing to the 30 second countdown. What are you doing? Really? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a little behind the scenes. Uh, every episode before I've been dancing during the 30 second lead-in. And maybe one day, once we upgrade our StreamYard account, we'll we'll be dancing to the Showboys intro song and not that yeah. StreamYard mm-hmm. intro song. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, before we move on, I feel like I should uh, walk back what I said. Nick, you are one of my favorite co-hosts, but I just remembered we actually have more than one co-host on Showboys. So yeah. Chad, uh, Jordan, I'm, I'm sorry. You're all my favorite. <laughs> I don't have a favorite. Yeah. You're my favorite. You're all my favorite. Just Nick's Out of more my favorite. favorites, you're my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell, you can tell he has multiple children. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, so I thought, uh, you know, we've had uh, a couple episodes, I think we've done it once a month, uh, where we invite on some um, uh, fellow podcasters, friends uh, that I've met in my podcasting journey, uh, and interview them, ask them about their shows, uh, and, you know, what got them into podcasting, all that sorts of fun stuff. So I thought it'd be a great time to bring on Noah and Derek um, as their last season was covering WandaVision, which just ended this weekend. So uh, what a time to have them on. Um, So I guess before we get started, why don't you guys just go ahead and plug a bite of and tell us a little bit about it. Ooh, it's always a daunting thing to plug it. It's like we do it all the time. But then when you're asked, it's like, what is our show about? (laughs) Um. Yeah, so I mean, our show, we take, you know, just to play on words, we take bite-sized pieces of a pop culture property that is our current obsession, and we go through the entire thing. So you kind of get the whole thing, but it's not in, you know, two, three-hour long episodes. And so what we did with WandaVision is, first episode, we talked about everything we think you should know, and then we did every single episode recap, breakdown, 
talked about fan theories. Um, but if you look at our past catalog, our first season was uh, Midnight Sun, <coughs> the Twilight you know prequel that came out. <laughs> That's what started this. We were like, you know what would be funny? To talk about this thing that nobody cares about. <laughs> but nice. that's the thing is that we say, um, you know, in our intro, we say we we take a bite of our uh, current favorite pop culture obsession. And that's really what it is, is that whatever we're kind of jamming to and we're enjoying, we want to share that with the world. And that's what we're going to talk about. So that's kind of how it started. We both were like... Do you want to read Midnight Sun? Do you want to read Midnight Sun? We're going to read Midnight Sun. <laughs> Let's let everybody in the world know that we're reading Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Right. Nice. <laughs> so you guys are basically the exact opposite of us, where we talk about our topics in, like, giant Thanksgiving meals. Like, we have <laughs> marathon episodes over here. But, no, I, I really enjoy uh, what you guys do. And the, the episodes that I've listened to, I've listened to. You know, some of the Bly Manor episodes, that was fun. Uh, listen to some of the Mandalorian episodes, that was fun. And then, of course, uh, all of the WandaVision episodes as the, you know, season played out. And it was a great time. And you guys really do a good job over there. You guys really go deep. And I can appreciate that for sure. Thanks. Yeah, we once we finished Midnight Sun, we were like, okay, let's talk about things that we like are super passionate about and like <laughs> other people will listen to test run <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we got through midnight sun and we finished it we were like all right we did it you know our first topic on a bite of that's awesome and then like we sat there and we reflected we were like but did we actually like midnight sun <laughs> we had fun yeah but like no we didn't like i it. think we had fun because it like felt so absurd mm-hmm. um but in looking back at it like when i look at the physical book which is like huge and is literally taller than all the other twilight novels i'm like wow that is something 700 pages ridiculous dang (laughs) you like doing a pod about midnight sun not necessarily liked midnight sun so those are two different things right exactly thank you for that i feel like we needed that distinction (laughs) made for for ourselves (laughs) thank you very much (laughs) that's awesome no time wasted so you say midnight sun was kind of the thing that spawned a bite of um but what made you want to you know actually take the steps to make a podcast and record and then mix and then release it and kind of what got that started i so i had run i was on another podcast for about three years um and that was just strictly comic books the only thing we talked about was comic books and I loved it. And I love talking about comic books. That's probably like my first love behind Derek is like a bunch of my comic books back there. And, but there was just so much that I couldn't talk about and that him and I were talking about a lot. And we were like, you know, we have this Instagram account and it's, you know, it does fairly well. We have thousands and thousands of followers. It's like, why don't we get like more on the things that we're passionate about and talk about that instead of, you know, just posting pictures and stuff like that. So you know, Midnight Sun came out when you're like, you know, it'd be fun. It's just kind of talking about the things that we enjoy because we enjoy so many different things all the time. I mean, just look at our seasons. We went from Midnight Sun to Bly Manor to Mandalorian to WandaVision. And it's like, I feel like a lot of people are that way. And to have people talk about that at the same time is always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I think that we had always wanted to kind of create something together other than like that Instagram account that we had. 
and and I think quarantine kind of forced us to do that as you know point. crazy as it sounds we we kind of came to this decision it was really interesting we came to this decision at the beginning of quarantine we made a list of things that we wanted to do some of it was like paint a wall yellow or get new molding for the bedroom um, and like we we wanted to really kind of remain creative and keep doing things and keep ourselves busy because I think you can go insane in quarantine which maybe I did um, <laughs> but I think the thing is that one of the things that came out of it is that we really leaned, leaned into our creativity. Um, you know, I was so lucky that Noah is, you know, so talented when it comes to editing and marketing and things like that. Uh, so I was just like, let's be silly. Um, but we really kind of had this moment of being like, we have time, you know, we have things that we want to share. So let's do it now when we do have that time, you know, and I think that's kind of, it was like two different things that came together to create the magic. We just needed a pandemic, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. we just needed the world to shut down, not be able to go outside or anything like that to create a podcast. Right. <laughs> so, uh, do you know, do you still do the comic podcast or? No. So actually, it we just ended it two weeks ago, I believe two weeks ago. Um, Ooh. You know, it was more, it was one of those things we did it for so long and we it's not that we ran out of things to say i mean i'm i I know you guys read comic books so you you know that they're always going and there's always stuff to talk about but it was one of those things of are we putting 110 percent in this you know three years is a long time and it's like you know everybody is kind of going in their own directions it's like hey if we can't produce the best thing let's just end it for us ending it and not for any other circumstance so fortunately that one ended um but, you know, I got this one to keep me busy. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, how did you, not to like start talking about the comic podcast that just ended, but like what got you into that uh, podcast? Like how did. I mean, it's kind of the same. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people that start podcasts that aren't part of, you know, big networks that <clears throat> they force people to do podcasts. They, you're passionate about it and you, you want to find people to talk about with and we really built a community around that we built a community around people that read comic books but it wasn't just you know all the gatekeeping stuff and it was very inclusive and it was like you know we want people to tell us our opinions we did everything from different types of characters in comics to the history of lgbtq characters in comics and you know we really like took comic books as a whole but then focused in on some things so you know it was I, I hadn't heard that before. And that was one of the things I felt like was missing from, you know, this is just the weekly pool that I read and I didn't like it. It's like, okay, right. well, what about this other stuff? You know? <laughs> so yeah. I just felt like there was a void. So, you know, that's why me and my two other co-hosts um, decided to make that. And I assume that you guys enjoy listening to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. uh, what What are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? I feel like I've been talking. <laughs> no, no, you take it. You take it. So I, my, I feel like my podcasts, what I listen to are nothing like the podcasts that I have and that I like doing. I listen to, you know, anything from true crime to news. It's very real stuff that I listen mm. to. Cause I feel like I'm always in this like escape, escapism and fantasy stuff that, you know, I'm like, Oh, I forgot to listen to the news. Let me just listen to this like 12 minute. <laughs> <Right. thing."> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I would say, 
probably one of my favorite ones is Wine and Crime. They're a pretty big one, but they're just so funny. It's like three girls with Minnesotan accents that talk about true crime. <laughs> it is, it's like Fargo. But that it's, sounds uh, funny. Yeah, I love it's Fargo. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that Wine and Crime is one of my favorites as well. They, it's like one of those things where it's like you're listening to this gruesome murder story, but they're making you laugh. And it's right. like, yeah. okay. It's nothing better, better than hearing about that with a Minnesota accent. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's one of those things that uh, we can enjoy together if we're mm-hmm. on a drive somewhere or something like that. We'll pop on one of their episodes and just be able to laugh and forget, yeah. you know, that we're on the road for a while wherever we're going. Well, when we could go places. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. Yeah, I'll have to, you said wine and crime. Mm-hmm. I'll have to give that a, a listen. My wife is really big into the true crime podcast. I think she, what she listen to? Crime Junkies? Does that sound familiar? That I one's, I, I do like that one. I feel like, um, not to get into this whole like discussion about podcasts in general, I feel like with these really big podcasts, that if you jump into whatever episode they're doing now, it's hard to get into it because I feel like they have so many inside jokes or the way the show is but i feel like that's why i liked wine and crime i felt like it was really easy to get into it but i mean right off the bat their first episode it was about necrophilia and it was so (laughs) good (laughs) (laughs) i felt i I was at work and i was like oh let me see this podcast and i'm sitting there laughing about necrophilia and my boss is like what are you laughing at i was like you really don't want to know i don't (laughs) want very not safe for work (laughs) yes yes not at all (laughs) uh that's that's hilarious uh how long have you guys been doing a bite of oh man since we started the process of it i would say like august yeah i was gonna say the summer of last year yeah Yeah. so probably it was october when we launched it launched it so we've been we're kind of new ish Mm -hmm. i would say but we've yeah it's been like six months i would say Mm -hmm. approximately it's like when we started yeah we started around uh, September, September, August, September. Like yeah, something yeah. like that. Actually, I think now that now that we're tar- talking about when we started, I think how I found you guys was probably on some uh, like I think Noah on some Facebook group for podcasting or something. I think I stumbled on you know one of your links there, and I was like, oh, these guys are pretty cool. Um, those Facebook yeah. groups, you know, got to use them. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. You can't live with them, can't live without them. Sometimes I really hate them. <laughs> like, uh, there's nothing worse than, you know, trying to go get some advice or, you know, connect with some podcasters, and but you have to scroll through, like, 7,000, like, listen to this episode, here's this episode, here's this live episode. Like, like, I, I have this master class, and you just have to pay me, and then you'll know yeah. the secrets of marketing. It's like, I don't, what do you yeah. want? <laughs> you have to go yeah. through Facebook, that's the problem. Maybe just <laughs> right. maybe just favorite the page. There you go. <laughs> right. Now you can skip your homepage, and all the nonsense that probably comes up in that, just skip. It feels like old school AOL chat rooms. Does anybody remember? <laughs> yeah. like, you go in there and be like, yeah. I just want someone to talk to. Just like nonsense and psychotic people. Oh, yeah. Yes. Remember like ASL? Oh, oh yeah. my God. Back in the day, <laughs> getting to the AOL chat room, baby. Oh, yeah. Nothing that... was good there. Nothing was sacred in AOL chat room. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. I didn't really like in my early adolescent years have a computer and internet. So I would go to like my friend's house when we would have sleepovers or whatever. And I'd just be like in that chat room, just like <laughs> right. seeing what, what all the, the hot stuff was about. Um, 
But yeah, so I guess I got to ask you guys to pick a favorite. What, what's been your favorite season of a bite of so far? Whoa. Well, I, I feel like we can't pick WandaVision because I feel like we both really enjoyed that one. First of all, rudeness. But <laughs> second of all, I think you're right. Yeah. So WandaVision excluded. Only also because we have one more episode with WandaVision coming out, so we can't. Technically, we haven't finished it, so we can't say it. I'm it's not over till it's over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> personally, I'm going to say The Haunting of Bly Manor. I felt like that was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. There's something about the haunting of Bly Manor was, it's interesting. Like with Wait, is that yours? I'm, maybe. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't back me into a corner yet. So the thing that was interesting with uh, the haunting of Bly Manor was like with WandaVision, we watch each episode probably about three or four times. Um, and on our final time is when we're taking notes and it's like right before we're going to record with mm-hmm. Bly Manor, you know, Bly Manor was released full out. Like here's all eight episodes right off the bat. So we would, we would watch it, get up from watching it and go directly to the, to our recording and, and start recording it to our microphone, start recording. So it was like very much like this, like visceral reaction of everything we just watched <laughs> and like the most horrible things and depressing. Yes. And we just like go over to the microphone and like talk about it. But like, what was like sort of freeing about that was that it was just literally like, these are our base thoughts. Like this is exactly right. what we're feeling in the moment after watching it. Um, so I think that was really fun. Yeah. It wasn't to do. Yeah. We didn't get, um, because, you know, I mean, you guys know whenever you're you're planning on talking about something and it, or it's something that's already out and everybody's talking about it. It's not that you're, like, saying what everybody's saying, but what everybody is saying can kind of absorb into you. Mm. So, you, yeah. you know, sometimes you can stumble upon that. But I think that I did like that about Blind Manor because we would watch it and then get up and go talk about it. Yeah, sometimes yeah. my notes for Bly Manor would just be like, just have the word like sad. <laughs> <laughs> be like, that's that's all I have to say. Sad. Just just ten lines of sad. <laughs> exactly. In all caps, yeah. In that in that season two, we um we took the because it was based off of a book by Henry James and it was a little novella. It's, it's so tiny. We did what three episodes mm-hmm. on that. But because we, we split up into chapters and reading such a weird gothic horror, like written in, when was it? Like 1890 something, something yeah. was so weird, but it's so oh, much wow. fun. But then it gave you that extra level. And that's kind of what, that's what we like to do with our show is if there's a book or, you know, anything like that, we like to give our listeners that before going into it. That way they're at the same level as us. And, you know, sometimes people not, might not read something. Yeah, I actually like, don't know how to read, so that would be very helpful <laughs> for me. <laughs> We're here now, for you. <laughs> now, yeah. Derek, you're a librarian, correct? I sure am, yes. So I am I apologize. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> no. that last statement probably <laughs> maybe infuriated of, you a little bit on no, the No, 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 no. <laughs> the job of a librarian is to rise to that challenge, to find the right book for that reader that doesn't like to read right. yes. and help them learn how to read. That is I just, the sole purpose of my life. Yeah, need the ones with the most pictures. You See, got like, after, novels all the way. <laughs> after after uh, elementary school, when they started having more words than pictures, that's kind of where I found Yeah, <laughs> that's when it got too crazy. What are, what yeah. are these black squiggly lines? Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was going to say, I really do uh, appreciate how you guys tied in the uh, that, that book there with the Bly Manor series. That was really cool. Um, yeah. 
It's no, definitely it's, part of ahead. our research process, I think, that we want to kind of know the base knowledge of whatever it is we're going into. Yeah. Um, you know, for both of us, when it was like Midnight Sun, we had both read all four of the Twilight books, so Sadly. we knew what to expect. Um, <laughs> th- listen, those original ones, I will be like, I read them. <laughs> People read them. The world read them. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> People were obsessed with books. I love that. Right, right, right. Um, you know, the content, I'm not going to judge. Uh, yeah, but yeah. then after that, it was Bly Manor. And then even with the the Mandalorian, of course, we had both watched the first season. We tried to get as, you know, the, the, the lore of Star Wars and everything that's in it is so huge. So we did as much base research as we could, but but reading those inspirational things helps us, I think, get context for the for the property that we're going to be taking a bite of that that time around. Yeah. So I have a few things. For, but first, before we go any further, Nick, is that your new chair? Yes, it is. <laughs> Do you I have want to know okay. more about this chair Se- development? Second question: <laughs> Do you have pants on? Like, I can do. you stand up? Can I see? Yes. This chair, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> You told okay. You told me it was a Cloud Nine chair, so now I'm disappointed. I wouldn't do that to you directly. Like I wouldn't get your <laughs> Cloud Nine. You know your very expensive Cloud Nine chair. Like that yeah. wouldn't be nice. I, I mean, I appreciate that, but also I was really excited to actually see it. But <laughs> right, the, so yeah. you've disappointed me on multiple like yeah. levels. Good. Here. I'm glad. That's why I'm here. Uh, so uh <laughs> maybe sorry, you guys had to witness someday. <laughs> <laughs> sorry you guys had to witness like mommy and daddy fighting here. Um, okay. It but... gave us a look into your lives as co-hosts together and I yes. feel that vulnerability is necessary. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was I was looking to I've been looking to buy a new chair for well, especially now that I sit here probably twelve to sixteen hours a day already. Um so it's taken me a long time, but you know. I go to the Secret Lab website and they have a Cloud Nine version of this chair, and that's like Mike's favorite esports team. So I just very flatly told him, like, "Hey, I bought your Cloud Nine chair," <laughs> and he believed me. Obviously, I didn't think you believed me. I mean, I I did, and I don't know why. I mean, it, I it, it's I a really cool <laughs> color scheme. It's really cool, but um, I just went for the the brand branding, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, so a little backstory, I have an obsession with uh, Cloud9, which is an esports organization, which I don't know if you guys know what esports is, but basically it's professional competitive video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I follow this one team. Like, he doesn't read books. No, I don't <laughs> read books. I, I root for <laughs> a bunch of... 20 year old professional <laughs> gamers like a football team i, I have, have like a passions that's hey funny. that's right yeah, someone's got to do it um <laughs> i have like a jersey like a hoodie mouse pads like hats like I, i'm like sold out for cloud nine and then nick's like i'm gonna get this super epic cloud nine gaming chair and i like cried on the outside, <laughs> not on the inside, like on the outside. Full on tears. Full yes. on tears. Um, yeah, basically, my emotions were your blind manner notes. Uh, <laughs> sad, 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 sad. Um, but I wanted to go back to what Noah said about um, how recording your blind manner episodes, uh, how, how it was kind of fun because it was just almost your raw reaction. You guys didn't really, sounds like you didn't really do much preparation after watching the episode. You just like sprint to the computer and you guys record. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we tried to do 
loosely with the Mandalorian, we had like a companion series, which I guess would be like our version of your podcast where we had separate episodes after each Mandalorian episode came out where we, you know, recapped and analyzed and speculated about everything that happened. Um, Mm -hmm. And one thing that I tried to do when we were doing that was not look online at all at like anyone else's like coverage on any episode or their theories or anything, because like you're saying, like you you don't want to just regurgitate other people's thoughts or opinions, or even if you're not like intending to do that, if you're reading other people, like it's just going to sink in and like subconsciously, like it's going to come out. So I bet that was probably super fun to just watch an episode and then run to the computer and record it real fast before you really, take in anything else, you know, involving that content. So yeah, was, there was, it, it was funny because there were people knew as we were doing that season because it, it all came out, it was on Netflix. So mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners either had already watched the whole thing and we didn't, we purposely like were on social media where we were like, we cannot know anything because it's going to ruin it. And it was funny to see because we would go there and record and people that knew that we were watching it and recording, watching and recording, they were like, you guys are hot. You guys are cold with our theories. <laughs> so it was really funny to uh, be like, that... oh, wait, which one? Yeah. <laughs> and That's I, funny. And, and the thing was is that, like, people would sort of, like, innocently sort of give us spoilers. And people would be like, oh, my God, episode five. And you'd be like, we'd only be on episode three. Like, what happens in episode five? <laughs> right. You know, but we were trying to face ourselves and right. get through it so we can have, like, we could watch it and then go and record it. So, um, it was it was fun in the sense of like people saying things and us not really knowing what they were talking about, but then figuring it out later on. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's that's awesome. I bet that sounds super fun. Um, what were you guys fans of Star Wars prior to Mandalorian? Or I think I think I was more of a fan than he was. Like I would say, like more of the extended stuff as well. Like I consumed as much as I could, um, and then. Like you're not, you had movie knowledge and everything. Yeah, like I that. had I have an older brother that basically forced me as a child when he was babysitting <laughs> me to watch Star Wars over and over again. Um, so I think unfortunately that had like an adverse reaction to me. But as I got older and got to watch them on my own free will, that was really exciting. And they're they're awesome stories. But I really that that's the truth. I know them at the base level of the movies. Um, mm-hmm. I unfortunately never went into any of the extended lore or any of the animated series, which are supposed to be incredible. Um, you know, especially meeting Ahsoka this time around, I wish I would have been able to see her in her original series. Um, but I can always go back and watch that. But, but yeah, I mean, and then I watched the Mandalorian and then got swept away in, you know, baby Yoda mania. So. <laughs> yes. Much That's like it. everyone else. I yeah. totally, totally feel it. That was a fun uh, series for us to do. Um, similarly to you, I like avoided star Wars at all costs. Like, uh, like, I guess it was kind of a, almost a hipster tendency of where like, I, th- I thought, you know, everyone thinks Star Wars is so cool. Like, I'm not going to, no, I'm not <laughs> right. going to watch that. <laughs> no. And then, like, I kept doing that for years and years and years. And then we got to, like, The Mandalorian. And I was just like, at this point, there's too much. Like, I can't. I <laughs> right, like literally right, can't right. do it now. 
Um, right. But doing our series with Nick, who's like a Star Wars savant, he's like Rain Man of Star Wars <laughs> knowledge over there. I see um, your Star Wars, Wars yeah. right? I see yes. Wars behind there, I believe there should be a star above that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I need to adjust the camera. Is that actually uh, on your stool? Is that a, a ship? Yeah, it's my oh, birthday it present to me. Um, birthday. <laughs> birthday present to me. <laughs> Derek's like, happy birthday. <laughs> yes. Um, but he, like, doing that series, like, really made me dive into Star Wars headfirst. And if you haven't seen the animated stuff, you really should knock yeah, that out. It's so good. I definitely have to backtrack, especially with all the new Star Wars series that are coming out. And what's so beautiful, I think, about the whole Star Wars universe going forward is that they're connecting everything. You know, mm. everything's kind yeah. of finding a way to come together. So I feel like I'm going to be doing myself a disservice if I kind of go forward with it, but not take a look back. That yeah. was one of the things that I think was to our benefit, though, with doing that season, because I know more than he does, but he kind of acted in a weird proxy as some of our listeners that didn't yeah. know <laughs> that's exactly what that's happened a great with us. technique that's a yeah, great right? technique because <laughs> mike was like i don't really know anything about Star Wars." i'm like no this is gonna be perfect like <laughs> right i probably you know asked, nothing i know yeah. way too much and you're gonna level me out and then i'm gonna elevate exactly. you a little bit and it worked out really well I it's probably f- asked the dumbest questions. That oh, they were great. At the, at the <laughs> beginning, they were good. They were good. But, that, but that's a good point, though, because I feel like if everybody is so knowledgeable about the thing, then you, you kind of skirt over the things that you could talk about. Or maybe right. the listener mm-hmm. or whoever's, you know, l- listening or watching doesn't know about because he would ask questions He's like, wait, what is that? And I'm like. Oh wait, yeah, you don't know what that would be because yeah. you didn't watch the seasons of yeah, the Yeah, I would feel so yeah. excited like I figured something out. I'd be like, but this thing, and you'd be like, No, 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 that's yeah. Yeah, that's yeah that, that came out like eight years ago. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, just watching talk- hope. <laughs> yeah. Talking talking Star Wars with like other Star Wars nerds, it's fun, but you definitely can be self-aware of the rabbit holes you go down that are completely mm. unnecessary. And I knew that wouldn't happen with Mike and he would actually kind of, you know, bring the light to the, the things that maybe are more important to talk about or the things that I might glaze over and be like, Oh, I guess that's a good thing to explain because that's right. just like baked into the back of my brain. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Um, so I have, I have one more question for you guys for this interview portion of the show. Wait, was, so it was blind manner Derek's favorite. Oh yeah, oh, I guess we never yeah. we kind of went he, off he the trail there. <laughs> See, like, but I don't know. I have such a sweet spot for some reason for Midnight Sun. I think it was because okay. it was our first. There it one. is, and yeah. it was a book, right? So librarian, double um, whammy. Yeah, double whammy. I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm very big into like I don't know the original sort of thing like i don't know i was very big into like real world and road rules back in the day <laughs> paramount plus is releasing this reunion of the first season of Ooh, the real uh-oh. world i'm very excited about it but you know what I mean? like it's like nostalgic it takes me right. back so i think that's part of it as well nice, nice. yeah yeah okay i like that so blind manor and midnight sun okay so this next question is is probably what everyone wants to know Well, I guess everyone who's fans of a bite of probably wants to know. (laughs) And I don't know if you're going to be able to, you know, spill the beans, but 
I was hoping that Showboys might be able to get an exclusive. <laughs> I had a feeling you would ask. I like this. how Mike took it down a notch. She was like, everyone, actually, no, wait, no, no. Like people who listen. To <laughs> I meant I like no slight in that comment at all. No, no, it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, everyone, well, I mean, I don't, everyone doesn't you know, like know people about who know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, um, we're very aware of our generalizations, yes, and we sure. try to walk them back as often as we can. <laughs> everyone uh, well yeah um what what's what's the next season of a bite of so <laughs> funny you should ask that drama <laughs> first of all only so you we you had talked or mentioned something on discord not too long ago and i tried to hide it and be like no it's not going to be this thing that you're mentioning we're doing something else <laughs> So that's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> so the mm. thing that you mentioned is the thing that we're doing. So what so you're saying is go to Showboy's Discord and dig up the clue there. <laughs> well, yes. Actually, I believe you'll have to go to a Bite of's Discord. But oh, okay. since we're go on the to Discord both. topic, to you both. should just join both. both. There you they're, go. Uh, there you go. That's probably uh, the best way to stay in touch and on top of things related to showboys um i i know you guys have a pretty active discord community it's fun to be a part of um so if you're not a part of either of these discord servers please join both join a bite ofs they have so much fun over there lots of great conversation and spicy memes so good <laughs> um <a> good meme. <laughs> yes that's very interesting so i believe we will be covering the same topic here in the near future. I think so. Which yeah. is exciting. Uh, uh, I which... would say that the property that we're, the big property that we're in right now, the next season isn't going to be in it. So we're not going to be in the big uh, M next season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barely hanging on to this. No, I follow you. I follow you. That's good. You don't want to. You don't want to triple dip, I guess, into the same IP. Um, yeah, right. Oh, that's, you're right. Uh, he got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's why I keep only, him around. The only reason why I'm being like coy about it is because there was there's a bunch of people that keep asking us, and I was like, we'll tell you on our wrap up episode because so many people were asking. I'm like, just give wait. <laughs> yes. No, we're stealing all those tasty listens. <laughs> Um, but no, that's exciting. Thanks for the clues. And if you dun, if you need dun, to dun. figure it out, if you can't wait for the next a bite of episode, <laughs> go check out their Discord and dig it up. Do some detective work. Um, yeah, Nick. Do you, I mean, do you have any other questions for these guys before we move on to the the next little segment? I think I'm just super glad that I knew you're a librarian before this episode, um, because that was like my favorite part of the last WandaVision episode was the the little bit there about uh, Vision in the library versus Vision. <laughs> uh, one, because I really like that scene. And let's just say that's what I use libraries for. It, you know, I just go in there and have a philosophical debate with myself. Um, right. So I don't actually read <laughs> books, but I immediately thought that you went in there and had like a crazy WWE, like wrestling match with laser <laughs> eyes and in my brain, phasing bodies and in my mind, I was like, wow, I, I, thought libraries were used for something he just so goes much different oh man well 
I guess that's a great segue. Let's get into WandaVision here. Um, yeah, so it just ended, and I, I was wondering if you guys, like, what what maybe some theories that you guys had were hoping, like, panned out that didn't pan out, uh, or maybe some theories that you guys maybe haven't really talked about on your show that actually came to fruition. Um, maybe just some final thoughts from from Noah and Derek. <clears throat> Even though literally you're going going to be doing this for your next episode. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean it's fine. We have we we wanted like listeners to send in questions or like mm-hmm. anywhere from like what Wandavision character would win the Great Bridge Break Off. So like it, it's like we kind of just making the last one fun. I mean, I don't like. I think I mean everybody kind of fell into the Mephisto trap and you know the multiverse thing and because they led you that way purposefully and I think it was actually pretty well done if you kind of take a step back and was like oh they meant it to be that way so then i can appreciate it um i don't know i i had high hopes for like senior scratchy and like i don't know if you heard me on my podcast being like the salem seven and no nicholas scratch is her son and then they have grandkids i was like this whole Mm -hmm. big thing and i was like yeah i'm I'm totally completely far off from that but i was really hoping for like more witches yeah yeah, I think it's really interesting because as we were watching it and as we were going through these episodes, we were like, you know, making these big things that it's going to keep expanding and it's going to attach this to this and it's going to be this and this other thing. Um, They're going to bring in this big bad and then he's going to be in this movie. Um, But it really kind of ended up being this almost self-contained story. I mean, I know we had sort of a cliffhanger there at the end, but I also think that's part of the beauty of WandaVision in a sense is that it was this one story of this one chapter of Wanda's life. Um, and and that's all it needed to be. Um, I mm-hmm. think it entertained us and it kept us hooked um, and it didn't have to go beyond those borders. Uh, I think that, you know, we thought that who was Fietro, you know, who was fake Pietro and what that meant. And the fact that, um, you know, Peter from X-Men was in there. And I think it was good though. Like, I mean, I, as I know you guys obviously like Marvel and you guys read comic books and stuff like that. But I mean, as far as it just being so different from everything else, of course it's set up for the next, whatever they're doing in the Marvel Mm. universe, but for it to be, you know, kind of in a sense, really self-contained and grounded in what it was. And they kind of did that bait and switch thing where like everybody knows that we try to set up for the next thing, but this isn't that. So like, I, I'm curious on what you guys also think of that, but like, I kind of liked it to be honest. Like I thought it was refreshing to have something so different, even though it was some things were disappointing. <laughs> yeah. I'm really curious to get Nick's opinions. <laughs> Because he's not like, am I wrong in saying you're not like the biggest MCU guy, Nick? Correct. And I I was thinking about this earlier when you guys were talking about it, like Mandalorian, you know, and like Derek's kind of experience with Star Wars. You know, my my foundation is the movies, right? All 20 million of them, um, 23. (laughs) Um, And... You know, that's just kind of where I stick, you know, and they're most they're just like fun movies that I like to watch because they are what they are. Um, But much like the Mandalorian is for a lot of people, I find myself maybe WandaVision and this new string of I what we assume to be standalone one season series. Right. That are going to be coming out here (laughs) is going to be my kind of, you know, phase four is going to be my kind of 
deeper delve into the MCU. Um, you know, with all the backtracking I'll be able to do with what's already <laughs> come out, which is fine. Yeah. I want to do that. Um, but I really liked it. And obviously I, you know, I would be happy if it was four seasons of just sitcom um, tropes, just redone. And <laughs> that, yeah. that was superhero version of community. Yeah. And, there you go. <laughs> and Why wasn't sure, that one of them? Yeah, Dude, right. For real. Oh, yeah, that would have been <clears throat> all kinds of service. I mean, hey, you got the Russo bros, you know, we're on community exactly. or, you know, part of community. They're part of Mar- the MCU. I mean, it just makes sense. They should have. Um, yes. And that's that's what stopped my rewatch or my watch of it was they broke the wall there and we're like this is what's kind of really going on i'm like ah crap you know we're gonna get into like some (laughs) more more mcu usual business so that's where i like paused and then Mm. was able to catch up on the last you know six episodes or so all at once which is really fun um but no i really enjoyed it and i plan on it's gonna spark my interest into the rest of the you know marvel universe right now and like you guys kind of alluded to more witches. I really found that piece of this story, the most intriguing and (laughs) I really like Dr. Strange. So the tie-ins there, like I'm Mm. in, I feel like it's in my pocket of the MCU, like right in there. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I, I have to admit that like one of my loves in life is a good sitcom um so like i i like my favorite shows as a kid like i loved snl i loved friends i loved seinfeld i you know ended up watching 30 rock and parks and rec and so humor is like my go-to thing so it kind of like eased me into this process of being like oh look they're making nods at all these great uh, sitcoms of of the past and uh, i think they did a sort of good job like integrating the outside world into it and then when they finally broke from that kind of sitcom thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the Brady Bunch as a kid. So um, I could, that really drew me into WandaVision. And then I stayed for the rest of the story for sure. Uh, the cool thing about that, <coughs> now that you say that, like Excuse how me. they, they eat, you know, it was sitcom oriented and then they kind of got away from that. But as the episodes go on, it's kind of like you were watching Wanda try to hold that together <laughs> as you know, yeah. you're trying, you know, she's trying to hold that, trope together and it's falling apart on her just as you know we the viewers are also in that kind of position we're like is it still there is it gone are we just full mcu you know kind of thing or are we still going to try and hold that together and that was i think that was fun the way they kind of made that develop through the show i will say the thing i appreciated so much about this show is uh the departure from the the normal like Mar- mcu uh formula for their movies uh mm-hmm. this one was so dark <laughs> like <clears throat> lots of pretty crazy things for mcu standards at right. least uh and just how outside of the box it was with the sitcom trope and like the presentation of literally parodying parody parodying wow that's so <laughs> paradising there you go oh, that's that, thank you word. i was uh, gonna say parodying, parodying. <laughs> <laughs> words are hard <laughs> that's are why words. i can't read uh, but how they they just you know did that of sitcoms in the superhero genre and it's just it was so different from anything we've seen mcu wise mm-hmm. and 
and just like the the depth and like how it was basically a you know nine episodes on how to deal with grief mm-hmm. um like i don't know i guess what i'm saying is all of the marvel stuff up to infinity war was pretty cut and clean and like this is the art the typical story arc that you're going to see in a marvel movie and they're like peppy and happy and the hero always wins and nothing bad ever happens type deal. Um, but to see, you know, the things that started in infinity war and then like, you know, happened in end game. And then you right. see how Wanda is dealing with all of that stuff throughout this series and like how she held an entire town captive as meat puppets and like, <laughs> They're crying on the inside and like (laughs) wanting to die instead of being controlled by Wanda. Like that is some dark stuff for Marvel and like, you know, vision and her, her two sons, like just being figments of, you know, the creation in the the hex and like, Hey, we don't know that fully yet. (laughs) Don't don't say it. (laughs) Just, we're just going by what we've seen so far. Hold out hope. (laughs) Excuse me. But yeah, it's just uh, such a departure from the typical MCU stuff. And as I was saying in your Discord at one time, like this was my least anticipated thing for Marvel. Uh, Like I thought it was not going to do well. And I was not excited to watch this at all. Um, But then after the first episode, I was like, this is amazing. Like (laughs) so amazing because it's so off the wall. And like I'd heard you know, seeing rumblings out there on the internet that like the first few episodes, a lot of people weren't quite fans of, but like, I love the off the wall, like super weird, like give me more of that. But um, you gotta like appreciate the actors and even just the whole team over there for really leaning into it. mm -hmm. Cause like, I feel like the first three episodes, there's only like really one moment in the first episode where it breaks a little bit when Mrs. Hart is saying, stop it. Then you're yeah. like, whoa, I forgot that this was happening. <laughs> and then it like keeps happening. And you're like, oh, okay, this is, yeah. this is interesting. I want to see how this plays out. But I, that is true. I feel like it's weird to say, but it's like, watch the fourth, ep- like get to the fourth episode and then you'll understand it. But then when you look at it, it's like, they're only like 15 minutes long. So you yeah, can, right. You could sit there and get through it like really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Part of what made it so widely loved is that, like you're, like you were saying, is that it's not your standard sort of MCU property, right? It's, it's not the the hero, the baddie defeating the baddie, moving on to the next thing. It's this encapsulated story that involves, you know, humor and love and action um, and deceit. Uh, so it has so many levels that it's hitting that so many different people can get into it. So if you're into sitcoms like I was, okay, there's a sitcom aspect to it. If you're into the MCU, well, there are my heroes. There's Vision. You know, mm-hmm. he might be wearing a suit, but he still has a green and red face. You know, <laughs> But there's also that story there that almost makes it a little soapy in the sense that she's controlling these people and they're in this dark town and what's really going on and there's the mystery of it. So I just think it hits so many different genres that different mm-hmm. types of people could enjoy it. And that's what they call genre bending. Je, gen, <laughs> genre bending. That's the last airbender is actually the last genre. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I knew, I knew that's the final element. It's genre. <laughs> Got it. It's perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, and no, then go ahead, Mike. Yeah. You uh, 
I was just going to say, actually, you go first, because this might spin off into something else. So. Okay. Um, you know, I I, th- I definitely, I'm, I'm going to go back to this. So I think I see myself becoming more of an MCU uh, fanboy here into Phase 4, because, you know, a lot of things that I know Mike and I would complain about, about the MCU is, you know, everything is everything was very kind of like happy standard palette, you know, up to infinity war and end game. And, you know, the longer I think things go on, the greater the MCU is going to appear to be for what it is, because they are, you know, the big thing with those two movies at the time was, Oh, they're going to correct it. The dusting's going to undo itself. There's no repercussions to what happened. But as we see in WandaVision, they are very directly addressing the repercussions of the dusting because these people came back. How does the entire universe deal with that kind of crap? Like they disappeared for three years and they just come back. They showed that happened in the hospital. Like that's madness. Like that's dark in itself on like, you know, people that are here have to deal with it and had to deal with it. That's why he made that line. Like you guys really are just missing for a, you know, however many years and we had to deal with that. And you guys just show up one day and reinsert <laughs> yourselves. The only good line that Hayward. Yeah. <laughs> right. I hate how uh, dare you exist again. How dare you? Yeah. Right. Yes. So yeah, I just welcome know, back. And that's where, <laughs> and that's where it's going to get darker and they are getting a little darker and a little bit more real. And, you know, that was the source of all of Wanda's post, you know, end game pain was, this whole series dealing with vision being gone. Yeah. Well, so Wanda got like, so screwed. Like, yeah, <laughs> she, she watched or she had to kill vision. Yeah. And then he comes back and then she has to watch him get his stone ripped straight out of his head in front of her. So like, he didn't even get snapped. Like he's dead, dead. And then in WandaVision, she had to watch him be completely deconstructed. And then she like, yeah. And then she brings him back to life. And then the hex goes away and she has to watch him die again. It's just to mention her brother died. Yes. Tony and Steve were like, we hate each other. So you have to pick a side, Wanda. She's (laughs) like, my brother just died. Like, yeah, she's had no break. No break at all. I I think that's a good like. I think one of the detriments to the MCU was that you had really the three main characters, but I really just want to say Steve and Tony Mm. really were the characters of the MCU. So you got to know them a little bit. I feel like Thor had some stumblings, but you he might be going the right direction. But they don't really. They never gave you time to know the characters or really care about them, Mm. like you did with Cap and. And you know Iron Man, so with I think doing these shows is a good thing because you get to sit with them week by week. You get to yeah. know more about them. You get to root for them. You get to know them and everything. So I think that was if they planned. I don't know if they planned this the entire time for you to finally get Wanda's story and finally for her to become the Scarlet Witch. But like that whole traje- trajectory of her getting her name is probably the best one. And yeah, all yeah. Of like comic that was really book. cool everything because it was such an anticipation and building up for it. And I didn't even realize it was something they were building up to, because I was just aware that she was it right. right. The whole time. And then all of a sudden they were like, here's some backstory. I'm like, Oh, she's a witch. That's cool. And then they were like, wow, they just, (laughs) I think it's, she just kind of gave her the name. Like that's her name. That's what she is. And like, I didn't, the fact that it hadn't been established 
like verbatim yet. Um, and it took this long to do that. I thought it was super intriguing. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Hahn of all people to deliver oh, yeah. like the monitor for her. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah. It's so good. It was so good. <laughs> um, so I had two things, uh, to say, let's see if I can remember first. Oh, so <clears throat> in, uh, per- or, uh, preparation of the new companion series that we have coming out uh shameless plug first episode sunday we're uh, doing a companion series for the falcon and winter soldier so hey tune in sunday we're gonna have our like pre-show show where we hype up and catch up with sam and bucky yada 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 in preparation for that uh i my wife and i have watched infinity war and we made it halfway through endgame last night again um but, you know, she's super pregnant. So she was like falling asleep on the couch. And I was like, all right, we have to stop it. We'll do it again tomorrow. They um, come back. I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, man, she's a trooper, like watching all these Marvel movies with me multiple times. <laughs> Bless her heart. Um, but uh, about the repercussion thing. And like you were saying, Nick, about the people coming back from being dusted, uh, you kind of see a little bit in Endgame where uh, Scott Ant-Man, you know, goes to his house and sees his daughter like five years older and she's like grown up and like, you know, pretty much a young adult now. And like he missed five years of his daughter's childhood and like, yeah, he didn't get dusted. And, you know, his maybe I don't remember if, if his daughter did get no. No, she didn't get dusted because she no, grew she was there. Yeah. yeah. So, but just like him being trapped because of the events of the snap and like missing out on those five years, like, yeah, they're both still alive, but like he missed out on five years of his mm-hmm. daughter growing up. And like that hurts. Like that's a big cost. Uh, so, one of my initial complaints with Infinity War and Endgame was like, oh, they're just going to bring all these people back and, you know, it's not really going to matter. Like the, the end of infinity war was so powerful because of the cost. And then I was just like, but it doesn't matter. Cause in end game, they're just going to bring it back. Like, right. but the cool thing about like WandaVision and hopefully Falcon and winter soldier and Loki and some of these phase four movies, as we start phase four, <clears throat> we'll get to see, those consequences play out and like how it's affecting everyone. And like, you even saw it a little bit in homecoming, right. Um, with, you know, the people returning in that movie right after Endgame. Uh, so that was one thing I wanted to say. So if anyone has a retort, go ahead and get it in now before I branch off onto something else. Yeah. I just want to, I, I want to just kind of branch off in that and saying that I think that we got to also see that aspect of what it means to come back with um, Monica because she came back <coughs> where she was last in her life. Her mother was alive. Oh yeah. And yeah, that sucks. <laughs> and here she is, this woman that she idolized and loved so dearly was gone and she didn't even realize that here she is sitting there. She's healing from a surgery that will make her better but when yeah. she returns, she's gone, you know? So we see that other within WandaVision, there were two sort of, um, you know, snap stories, you know, if you will. Um, and also I believe that I would have been snapped for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that, uh, that scene of Peter, you know, dusting in Tony's arms. I don't feel so good. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Probably the worst one. But I mean, I think, <clears throat> 
everybody is welcoming this like closure in a way. I mean, so, so much time afterwards, but this closure or getting answers. And I feel like we don't usually get that really in these types of properties or a lot of times the movie just ends and that's it. Yeah. But thankfully with, you know, the MCU and Marvel and what Disney's doing is they're really, they're like, wait, we have five years to cover with like certain properties. Like, let's just, we can do that and then do this on this other timeline. So I think yeah. they're about to get crazy. And how, how odd that, you know, they wrap up that whole phase with, you know, end game and infinity war and they leave all these kind of open loops out there. And then the pandemic hits, everything gets pushed. <laughs> right. So we're all sitting here just like further in limbo. Yeah. And, you know, I think that was a healthy exercise for the MCU to have this, <laughs> this huge breath in between where everyone's just like, so what's happening. <laughs> it's, it is. It's crazy to think that last year we had no Marvel content when right. since like 2008, yeah. We've had multiple, multiple yeah. a year, and then it yeah. was like, wait, why does this weird, this year, not only because of everything that's happening, feel so weird? Oh, that's yeah. right, because nothing is coming out. Not yeah. even no yeah. Marvel. That thing we've been used to for 10 straight years stopped happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that kind of brings up another question is like, do you think WandaVision would have been so successful if there wasn't that dry period of marvel content like the with this being the first thing that we've had since everything shut down like Mm -hmm. of course everyone is hungry for marvel and like wants that action back but like if we had black widow first or whatever else was supposed to was intended to come before wandavision would everyone have latched on onto it as much as they did yeah i think I mean, personally, I I, just trying to think of the timeline that was before everything got switched around. I would say, I I think everything Marvel is always going to do well. Everybody's going to watch it. Everybody's going to consume it at one point or another. So, but I feel like it was in its benefit in a way, even though the last episode had some hiccups and there was supposed to be a 10th episode and, you know, they had to do stuff during COVID as well. Um, you know, who knows what would have turned out, but I think with how they're doing things, I think is smart. I I feel like having Falcon and Winter Soldier afterwards is perfect because WandaVision is weird. It's completely new and different. I feel like, and this is just me speculating. I feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier is something we've seen before, obviously with the new story, but it's Marvel. Right. So I feel like having this new and exciting thing is going to make people even watch Falcon and Winter Soldier more, you know? I'm just really sad that I have to wait for Doctor Strange 2. How dare he only have one movie, and now I have to wait over a year. (laughs) I completely agree with that. Yeah. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier will be a nice palate cleanse between WandaVision and then Loki, because Loki's going to be just as weird. (laughs) I mean, let's hope. Let's hope, you know? Like, who knows at this point what they're going to do? Like, it could be, what if it's crazier than WandaVision? Then, like, yeah. Great. The phase four is just off the walls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so the other thing that I wanted to say was, um, I guess it kind of leads into where we left here with Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, like kind of in a gray area. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's still a hero and someone that we, we all, I guess would still recognize as a hero, but 
she did some stuff there in, in, in the, the gray middle ground and kind of gave off like a almost villainous vibe there at the end. Oh, so dare. <laughs> um, well, I think that's what's so funny, though, is that like when you were talking before about like the meat puppets and taking Westview hostage, I was thinking, but we all were fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> we were all like, no, she needs this. She, yeah. She, yeah. She needs to feel better. Keep them prisoner. It's well, fine. Okay. I will only say <laughs> that she didn't know she was doing that. And when she did know she was doing it, she thought she was like, they were okay. So, and then to come to find out they're not okay. And like, it's just really bad. And she almost choked him out, but you know, so <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost yeah. is key word. Guys. Yeah, it wasn't the whole thing. <laughs> and it was I only mean, like one town in New Jersey. Like who, come on. Yeah, West exactly. <laughs> How dare you? Thanos was just trying to save the galaxy. I mean, he only <laughs> took out fifty percent of it. I mean, Good come point. on. Good point. Why are we rooting for Scarlet Witch, not for Thanos? We, <laughs> <laughs> we so we kind of touched on this on our last episode. We talked about storytelling and video games and stuff, and the topic came up from The Last of Us. I don't know if you guys are big gamers or if you've played The Last of Us or not, but uh, we kind of favorite games. Oh yeah, so great. Time. <laughs> we we talked about how Joel is kind of a scumbag. Like at the end of The Last of Us, he kind of dooms humanity by not letting them get the cure right. I mean, we're all on his side, and I like I I there's no way that I would have let doctors, you know, possibly I mean, like, kill my my think who I see as my daughter, right? right? Yeah. But so that's like, like that's that's the philosophy of it, right? So it's like in WandaVision we had the the bo- the boat of Theseus or uh, the ship of Theseus. Give me a break. But that's the that's the the trolley problem, right? That's the philosophical trolley problem. And the thing is, is that are you willing to switch the cart to save the one life or, you know, you save everyone on board, but you kill a whole bunch of people or whatever it is. It's, it's, what is the philosophy behind it? Do you, do you save one person, even though it would say like you save one person, but it kills many people or you kill one person. You know what I mean? You had it reversed, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. You kill one person to save everyone or you save one person to kill many. There you go. You know, so what is the choice that you make? <laughs> you kept saying save one person. Kill I just want to save yeah. everyone so and kill everyone. Maybe a secret mass murder. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, yeah, like, all things all being revealed tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's such a a a, a good I don't know key to good storytelling right when you like you you have to sit on that middle ground with how you feel about characters like you can justify either side of the coin and i think that's something that the mcu has been doing well in their last few movies like you look at black panther and you can totally understand and justify the way that Killmonger feels and that that's why he was such a great villain in that movie is like you're you're like I I get it like I kind of would feel the same way maybe not murder as many people but I I get it I get it and then even with Thanos like obviously I'm not trying to wipe out 50% of the universe but like if you listen to what he's saying like he kind of has a point. Maybe we can to help. figure out a better way to do that. <laughs> I but... mean, 
Right. He could have just made more resources. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just we make definitely more wheat. We, <laughs> we, we definitely would have had a conversation with him and been like, "Hey, listen, you got all those stones. You know, you can do the opposite of what you're trying to do with them. Right. You can do whatever you what whatever you want with them. But like, you can kind of understand where he's coming from. And like, even in The Last of Us with Joel, like I told, like when I got to that part in the game, like I didn't realize that you you could have just like grabbed her and ran out of the room. Like I murdered the doctors like <laughs> as the player. Like I shot them both. Like that tells you what kind of person I am. I Obviously a terrible person. But I like, thing. I don't know. You just, you, you feel like some of those things, actions, whatever thoughts can be justifiable because some port, some small portion of it kind of makes a little bit of sense. So with Wanda, like, we all know that her intentions weren't like bad. She was just dealing with some stuff and it just kind of happened that way. But like, do you see her being like now set up as a villain? Like, like, is she, is she in that weird, like punisher, like anti-hero, like realm where she can be like, seen and viewed as either or in in certain movies or shows or what what do you guys think i mean i i don't i mean i don't think she'll be like the punisher if she does that'd be bananas <laughs> I, I should clarify i don't mean like literally like the punisher right, right. i mean like, <laughs> she's just like guns now yeah yeah she's just like spraying everyone with bullets those wiggly woos are flying out of her <laughs> um <laughs> yes that's probably yeah, my favorite line from the entire series i gotta say <laughs> <laughs> the red wiggly woos i don't i mean i think i think she might be a villain for somebody but i don't think she'll be a villain like let's just say only because the last thing we saw with her is she heard billy and tommy Mm -hmm. as a mother and what she went through everything regardless if you're like those aren't her kids those are her kids she believes that they're her kids so she will have that whole you know story arc of trying to get them back whatever that may mean and if dr strange gets in her way i wouldn't say that she's a villain but it's like the antagonist to him, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. If anything, go ahead. I was just going to say, one of the things that I always think about is sort of the source material and thinking about the comics and who Scarlet Witch was in the comics, how she's sort of seen <coughs> as like this, like all powerful, you know, witch who with the snap of her fingers can change the world, you know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's seen as a villain in those comics, but she's definitely someone who has power who can do a lot of damage very easily. Yeah. I mean, mean, but I think that's the difference between antagonist and villain. Like she's mm -hmm. not purposefully doing these things to kill people. Right. She just happens to be the antagonist for all of the Marvel heroes. (laughs) So like, (laughs) I like, but I think there's a balance there and I think that there should be a distinction, but I don't think she's a villain. I don't think they would make her, because her whole story of grief and her finally coming out of it and then to make her a villain, I'm just, I like, personally, <laughs> that doesn't sit well with me. Cause it's like, well, what, what was all that right, for? Yeah. Like there would be no chill know? for poor right. Wanda. <laughs> right, exactly. Like give her a break. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't see them doing it. It's, you know, they already set the precedent with civil war, right? You have the, the two, as you said, no, like main characters um, of the MCU were, 
which one of them were the bad guy. Like one of them mm, technically, yeah. I guess, has to be the bad guy in that story, but neither of them were. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's like a Doctor Strange versus her, you know, there might be a fight there. There, you know, there will be there will be some tension drawn out. And whose fault is isn't doesn't really matter. It's just the fact that people deal with stuff and go through right. crap. And I think that's what they're you know they're really trying to convey. And I think that's why what's his face is just like for sure the most hated guy in Wandavision because. <laughs> She's doing terrible things, but his reaction to like what she's doing and his, you know his opinion on who, who and how bad she is. I mean, that's where he falls into the wrong um, yeah. in that, and he's you know he's the little villain of that story. Um, There's like a difference between like intentionally being a jackass and unintentionally <laughs> yeah. making a bunch yeah. of puppets. Because even <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard finding that balance though. In life. It is. I gotta it really tell you, is. you never know when that meat puppet might pop up. It's just <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> no, those are all great points, and yeah, I just I, I think that they they took a character that was so like tertiary to the story kind of for so long and like over nine episodes developed her so much that we can have conversations like this where you're like, well, what, what's, what's going to happen? There's like, she is now probably one of the deepest characters that they have. I I might argue. Um, But yeah i just the mephisto thing i gotta i gotta say i was again channeling my inner derek with the big sads (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i mean i I think it's one of those things where like you the source material or people that know it and like you know gatekeeping is this whole other thing but you would think that they did it to set up Mephisto because it's like oh the twins the the story started with Mephisto demons Senor Scratchy has to be but then they did this whole thing yeah I, I I'm very curious now to see who the main villain of this phase is even if there isn't yeah main villain mm. would be interesting grief is the villain <laughs> I'm not ready everyone's for grief that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, every once in a while, he has, he's got a gem. I guess unraveled the entire phase four like, <laughs> yeah. premise. Right, you guys don't need to watch any more movies. All right, that is covered. Just done. whenever somebody starts, just lean in and go, guys, grief is the villain. And everybody's like, you're right. You're right. I don't, I don't need that like, during the tail end of COVID. Uh, true. Yes, Too real. I might not Too be real. good for us. <laughs> um, I will say another thing that I kind of was sad about was um, shoot, I can't think of oh, the, the multiverse not really like openly being acknowledged yet or like broken open or like really hinted at outside of like literally just being pranked. Like we got pranked so hard. The prank. So so I, I like the multiverse, but I'm always curious. Like, why do we need one only in that? Because I feel like in comics, the multiverse is really an excuse to have stories that are outside of the main storyline or to bring back characters that they killed, but they have to have an excuse to bring them back. 
So like I'm always like I guess if the multiverse is there yeah. or if it's to bring in the X Men, that's fine. But like I feel like there's so many avenues they could go that I don't know. I feel like the multiverse might confuse people. Yeah. You know, oh, like one hundred percent will open it up I, too big. It's too I th- big. I think. I think if the multiverse does exist and they, and however they did lightly acknowledge it in WandaVision, maybe that's just where it should stay as it should not ever become so literal as like, all right, we're literally going into some uh, Dr. Strange too. But even if, but even if they, they, they approach it from a less literal <laughs> sense and more of a, there's these like inklings where, you know, weird stuff drips in just like, um, and um, what you know her brother right recast they kind of went a little like fourth yeah. wall there and mm-hmm. you know agatha re- recast him as a different person that's kind of how they explained it um yeah i mean I-, I like it in that sense um I, but yeah it's definitely a, a a a tricky road to go down i think for us at least when we were recording and going through the episodes the multiverse was exactly that we were going to explain Pietro with the multiverse that that was the point of it you know and instead it ended up being like the Ralph Boner Chronicles <laughs> but yes. I think that that's what we were like leaning on we're like that's how that's how and why they did this this is how it's all happening and then it didn't end up being that at all right but it was I mean if they weren't gonna do that and if they eventually do it was so smart though it made so many people talk about it the fact that it was like <laughs> yeah it was weekly it gave people weeks and weeks and weeks to talk about this and do fan theories and then to just be kind of like, oh, okay, it wasn't it. But it was just so much fun. The ride was so much fun that yeah. even though we didn't get what we wanted or hoped for, it was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, Agatha all along was on the Billboard <laughs> charts. That's the power Worth of it. WandaVision. Uh, <laughs> man. But I, I would say, like, I, I just want it so bad because they've, they've been teasing it for quite a while, if you think about it. I mean, like, you got the little bit in Endgame where you know the sorcerer supreme is explaining the split of realities like when they they're in their time heist uh conveniently that's where we left off last night so that's why that's uh, fresh here on the head. <laughs> <laughs> so you had her kind of like hinting at it there and then in uh you know homecoming the conversation with Mysterio and, and Spider-Man and Nick Fury about like, you know, he wasn't from this earth. He was from earth, you know, whatever. I forget what number it was. And that ended up being just like, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal being Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, <laughs> but like, and then you get to WandaVision and then you see, you know, Fox's Quicksilver pop up as Quicksilver in the MCU. And you're, of course you're like, Oh my gosh, it's finally happening. Yes. Um, and then they just pulled the rug right out from under us a bunch of jerks. Um, but to answer your question, I think they, I mean, like you said, it's just going to, it's going to be the crutch for introducing the X-Men because we've gone a decade without like any real hints of mutants like existing, which of course they don't need to use the multiverse as like an excuse of mutants being, you know, a thing now, but like, I just see as like, they've kind of been hinting and teasing at it. Uh, that could be, you know, their explanation of the origins of the mutants and the X-Men and being able to finally bring those characters in. Um, My favorite theory with uh, bringing the X-Men in, I mean, there's 
hundreds of them. My my favorite one, and I thought would have been, I guess, the smoothest, or I was like, oh yeah, I could see that happening, is when Banner or when Hulk snapped everybody back, that he changed them a little bit. So yeah. when everybody came back, they kind of you know developed powers or whatever, so that way because of Thanos they could protect themselves. So I, mm. I thought that but I was like, oh, if they did that, I could see that happening. Yeah. I don't see it happening in Hawkeye. You know, like, so like whenever they do eventually introduce it. So it's going to be interesting when they do. Yes. There's rumors that Kevin Feige has been talking about some stuff. So excited. Yeah. Uh, this show definitely has uh, like revamped my excitement for the MCU. And I was really wondering what direction they were going to take after Endgame because, I mean, Thanos is just such a good villain and like, you know, mm -hmm. something they've built up for over literal decade right. uh, with all these like 20 some movies were all pointing to this one direction. And I was like, man, how are they going to top that? Like, what, right. what, what do you even do story wise after that? Um, but so far what we're seeing with, you know, being able to deal with the grief of losing people that you cared about and like these people having to come back and find their spot in society after, you know, being dust, like, uh, you know, all these new types of heroes. I thought the introduction of Monica was really cool. Um, so excited for Captain Marvel too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be. And, you know, we got the scrolls back there at the, the post credit scenes. That's cool. Um, you have, you know, possibly vision living on as white vision with his now memories back from hex vision. Question about white vision. I literally went back through the previous two episodes and was like, where the hell did he come from? Like, I did I miss something like he just showed up. So like, like they just kind of assumed I knew. Yeah, I like, must have missed it. I don't know. Halfway through the series, they're just like every episode's gonna have a post credit scene. Right. Okay. So it, it was halfway through they decided that. Yeah. Oh man, that's so. And, and, and I think, I think they did it mostly because it started becoming more Marvel. Like that's how I right. took it because yeah. like, the first like three were, were not that's, Marvel at all, and then right. as it was the MCU was coming back through, it's like hey we always have a post-credit scene. We need to do post-credit scenes. So like, that's how I always saw it as that happening. So this guy, no, that makes sense. But I was wondering when it started because, because when I saw uh, Quicksilver or whatever, um, like tap her on the shoulder when she found the basement, I was like, wait a second. Like, I've been missing post-credit <laughs> scenes for a while now. So I that was that annoying. Was the first one. Yeah. I, yeah, think, I think that uh, was yeah. the first one. Well, then that was like episode eight or eight or seven, seven or eight. I think it was like six. Okay. Maybe I've seen them. I don't know. But that, that was an annoyance <laughs> I had with the show. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about post credit scenes in every episode of a series. That's just, that's <laughs> annoying to me. Hey, you got to, you got to watch all of them <laughs> <laughs> back to back. Well, that's what we that, wait that, weeks. <laughs> that was the problem, though, is because I was like, "All right, next episode." Like I wasn't sitting uh, there like yeah. pining for you know I was done. You know I had nothing else to watch. <laughs> I had a next episode to watch. So that's true. 
Well, so, that was, hey. I think, part of the aggravation of the first episodes, though, was that the credits were so long. We're like, there's seven minutes left. They're yeah. going to have something I remember secret. I just kept doing this. I was like, I don't see anything. I don't see yeah. anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it with these Disney shows? Like, The Mandalorian had the most ridiculously long credits, too. You look at the episode time, you're like, wow, 42 minutes. But Big episode. Like 30-minute episode. And like Eight 12 minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they. I will say they're pretty to look at, but after you've seen it like once or twice, it's like, mm. I got it. Like, yeah. I got well, it. <laughs> and the man, the man and Lauren did this too. There's the pretty version that happens nice. first. And yes. then then there's the, the walls yeah, of the text. All the yeah. people don't care about anymore. They're like, oh, what these people worked on it too, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They. I mean, it's very nice of them to very slowly acknowledge absolutely every person that had a hand in it. But someone's um, mom is happy. Yeah. yeah. So what? <laughs> don't turn it off end. yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's my boy. Um, I don't know if that's like if if that is the explanation of the post credit scenes, like just randomly starting. But Kevin, if you're listening, I know you are. <laughs> I wish. Pay this man at least five dollars. And then use that as your explanation as to why you randomly started adding post-credit scenes halfway through the season. You have to sign Kevin on it, though, and the yeah, five dollars. Just then, Kevin. I mean, what's five dollars? Yeah, just Kevin. <laughs> I don't know the last name. He should sign up for the the highest level of their Patreon because that cold brew kicks in. Um, <laughs> that's worth subscribing alone because the way that the way they the way you guys tear that and then the fourth one just that cold brew is really kicking in yeah. i was naming them i'm like wait we have this and i'm like they must be bonkers and like i hopped up on caffeine <laughs> if they want to join that one we have yeah. this constant battle within ourselves of like we're called a bite of because we take a bite of a property like one bite each week but I want everything to be a food pun. And he's like, we're not a food podcast. <laughs> no, lean into it. Just go all in. Whenever the sentence is, help you digest the most appetizing menu of pop culture. I'm like, that's way too much. Yes, I'm like, I can't go. Yes. More yes. food puns. Yes. Oh, man. Only if you guys start doing video versions and you're wearing like a chef hat and like an apron. <laughs> Just cooking while we're doing a normal yeah. episode. Making a sandwich. Doesn't even have to be fancy. Just a turkey. Yeah. Turkey sandwich. Uh, I love it. Um, so any last uh, thoughts or, or maybe theories? Uh, let's do this. I, I don't think this can be quick, but maybe like where do you see the MCU like heading in phase four? Like, Do you have any bold predictions or like anything that maybe we have seen in WandaVision that might transpire into something bigger in either like another movie or just like become the overarching story arc of phase four. I mean, I think like, you know, the initial timeline or seeing the lineup of everything, it was like, Oh, I can kind of maybe see where they might be going. Like something big has to be happening further this way but then since now it's all jumbled up and with now the fantastic four apparently coming at some point i just think i mean i have no idea <laughs> and it's like it's terrifying but also really exciting at the same time because it's like how do i prepare for this <laughs> like what do i need to prepare for but i think i really feel like we should we might be getting our answers with either 
Miss Marvel or Doctor Strange. So that's that's my theory. I feel like we're going to start seeing more of like the greater Phase Four stuff in Miss Marvel or Doctor Strange. Personally, I personally am just really excited for some more like diversity in our leading mm. characters. Um, I think what was so exciting about <coughs> WandaVision was that it was Wanda. You know, it's a female character leading this entire storyline. Vision was there, but it was really about her grief and what she was dealing with. Um, and I think going forward, we're going to have Monica now playing a larger role in some things. We're going to have um, Jane coming in as Thor, which is really exciting. Literally um, playing a larger role. Yes. I don't know if you've literally. seen pictures of her, but her arms are jacked. She's jacked. I mean, she was like, oh. I'm going to hold the hammer. Okay. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Let me bulk up a bit here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Exciting. So I'm really excited about sort of seeing these, this universe and, and the characters that they're focusing on. Like even with Ms. Marvel coming, that's incredibly exciting having it branch out and, and seeing the diversity and the MCU really kind of blossom now. Yeah. I yeah. have no theories on who the big bad would be. For like the foreseeable, if they're doing it in like three chunks, I guess, like mm -hmm. the the last one. Oh, man, I think it's too early to tell at this point. Too early to call. What are you talking <laughs> about? Nine episodes. No. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get that Mephisto reveal. So we're, we're still all in the dark here. Yes. Um, Nick, so being such a big fan of the MCU, where do you think we're going? <laughs> you know... I wish I wish I had a catalog of source material that I could uh, take any kind of educated guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I hope for I hope for more limited series. You know, I'd be cool with all of them being limited series and no like repeated double seasons um, weaved in with the movies. Yeah, I, I think I think um, definitely a wider, more connected catalog of different you know, like shows and movies is, is definitely needed and they're going to be doing that a lot more. So I think that's all I'm really able to comment on. is just like the direction of the, like the format. Mm. I like the direction of the format and where that's going. Um, it's much more palatable to me because I know previously, you know, they, they tried to tie in the agents of shield and that it is tied in and it isn't. And there's multiple seasons. Like to me, that's just too much and it confuses me and it's just way too into the weeds. Maybe. Um, also who watched it. <laughs> right. See, that's why I don't watch it. Cause it, it's not, it's not important enough. Now, if they do a good enough job and they just start tying it all together as we move in through phase four, maybe they'll speak, you know, make it needed to go back and watch that stuff. Not sure, but um, it's like I said earlier. It's definitely earning earning points for me um, as far as something I'm going to be more invested in over time. Here, I will say I really like the idea of using these mini series or limited series or whatever to develop these characters that were more side characters. Like leave Doctor Strange and Spider Man and Captain Marvel. Like let them have their you know, two hour movies. And then, you know, all these side characters that get sprinkled in like WandaVision, like Sam and Bucky, like uh Hawkeye, like, uh, well, the, the crate who's the crazy. Don character. I can't remember, but no, he's got like Don Cheadle's character, war machine, oh, war, machine. Well, war machine, armor wars, you know, coming and like, those are such great tools to really develop these characters and kind of, 
get us familiar with them. So when they do show up for like that 15 minute, you know, portion of an infinity war or end game, you're like, Oh yeah, I know that guy. It's not like, right. who the heck is that cool dude? I hope I see him more. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice that sh- now series and movies are on the same level production value wise right. yeah. that it makes what, some characters just make way more sense as a series. Like Wanda is a perfect series character. So is, you know, um, you know, all these side characters, if you will, not to depreciate their value, but there are certain characters that I feel like just fit better as a series versus obviously the ones that make way more sense as um, a movie like Mm -hmm. Thor, Iron Man, like those make perfect trilogy characters, right? They, they're big, events that happen they're involved in really big singular story arcs nothing too deep um right. and then there's these characters that just fit perfect into this the series where you want to watch it every week and you know f- learn way more than you know now about um what took i guess five six movies of iron man being in you know to really learn about him all right yeah so all that to say, I think we're all excited about <laughs> where the MCU is heading and what Phase Four has in store for us. Um, so we're 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 running, you know, a little a little long. It might be a little longer <laughs> than you guys are used to, but we're we're right there in our sweet spot. So let's move on. Uh, I have a few comments from our Facebook followers. Uh, I put out there, you know, since Becca and I, my wife and I, are rewatching Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, I threw out there, you know, hey, what are some of your favorite moments from those two movies? Um, and we got some replies. So let's see what they said. Uh, Brian Burke, our good friend from Be Hero Fights, he says, so many. Why is Gamora? I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. On your <laughs> left. Uh, but my favorite scene has to be Cap the Thunder God. I'm assuming he's referring to when he summons the hammer, which, holy cow, that was so epic. <laughs> that, like, I... I feel bad for everybody that didn't see that in theaters because oh, for so- it from 2008 to, I can't remember when Endgame came out, but to have that entire experience building up to this one moment and then having just like, wait, Cap has the, the hammer now. It's like, it's just level on level. It was such a fan service thing. It was so smart that, I mean, I, 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 I want to say I teared up on that part. It's like, I mean, I, I read comics forever and like seeing that on the yeah. screen, you never thought you would see that. Oh, so cool. Dude, I tear I up over, over things like that all the time too. Like <laughs> sometimes even like the Avengers theme will start playing and I'm like, Oh, Oh gosh, where's the Kleenex? <laughs> Noah gets hyped every time every that time. Avengers theme plays. Oh, he yeah. cannot handle it. So yeah, good. I, I looked at him and I was like, when we heard the one in WandaVision, I was like, I just, I've missed this. Like I didn't know I needed this theme. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Um, we had another one from our my my friend and neighbor Garrett Price. He says, "Bruh, I could go on for days, but the moment Cap got Thor's hammer, and once <laughs> I feel like that should just be everyone's default answer." Uh, but then he said, and when Stark died and told his daughter he loved her 3000s, those oh. are the two that stick out most. And uh, yes, that uh, I mean, as a father now, like that whole thing, like literally waterworks. I'm just like, oh, I can't even I can't even do it. They did such a good job with 
you know, regardless of what you I, you would say about the like original, the three Iron Man movies, it's like, yeah, he's kind of a dick and you don't really like him. You're not supposed to like him, but his whole character growth to that point and then like having a daughter and being selfless instead of selfish is mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's so good. I have to give him props for that. And also, yeah. I hate them for doing that. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. During our rewatch, you know, she she throws that out as he's tucking her in. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I know what that leads to. <laughs> I know what that leads to. Um, but yeah, can't, you know, can't argue with that, Garrett. Um, then my wife says, which, by the way, modern day design 16 on Instagram. You should go follow her. If you're into home DIY, all that kind of crazy stuff, she's a savant. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, rip my beloved Iron Man with a bunch of crying emojis. And I, I think that's also a common uh, feeling. <laughs> right. um, but like, like you said, I mean, they really did a great job of humanizing Tony Stark and like helping us remember that, you know, he does have a heart and a soul. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's py- powered by, you know, whatever type of energy, <laughs> it's there. <laughs> well, that's that. I don't know where this is back to the whole, like, absorbing, you know, the social media and other people's thoughts. But um, there's that meme where, you know, Tony and uh, Steve exchanged lines <laughs> at, in probably different movies. But where Tony told Captain that everything special about you came from a bottle. And then he also at another time told uh, Tony where... You know he's he's not the one to make the sacrifice for the team, but they both ended up um, mm-hmm. fulfilling that because he he got the hammer, he made the sacrifice. Are you literally looking at our Facebook post because that is? The Did you do that? Okay, for, <laughs> for this post. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's that's the meme. That one's really good, and that Here. that Here. sums it up. Age guys, <laughs> that's, that's... I saw it in our Discord social media channel that's right another reason to get in the discord guys Um, (laughs) and then this one's a big one so i hope you're comfortable um our friend mallory borelli you know big mal from the office uh she's she's, not the office our our work our work i was like yeah, I'm like, wait, oh, Mal from the office. I've seen the office 10 times all seasons. Who's Mallory? <laughs> you mean Meredith? Yeah, <laughs> Mallory's not a big girl, so I hope that didn't come across as like some kind of like body shaming. I apologize, Mallory. Uh, but she says, Infinity War favorites, uh, Thor meets Guardians, all of Drax's lines. <laughs> He's not a dude, you're a dude. This is a man, a handsome, muscular man. <laughs> It's like a pirate and an angel had a baby. Um, I mean, Drax is just hysterical. Uh, Thanos sacrificing Gamora for the stone. It kind of gave him the human side and emotion to his character to know he actually loved something. And loved was in quotation marks. So I just wanted to point Mm -hmm. that out. Uh, And obviously the snap happening and all the people disappearing. Pretty significant uh, things that she hated. When Loki dies at the beginning, I love Loki, the Loki character, and for some reason, so sad he dies uh, when he finally had one of his good moments. Uh, Endgame favorites. The whole scene where Ant-Man is just listing all the time travel movies just to find out they're all BS. <laughs> um, obviously, any scene with Thor being the dude. Again, 
hilarious. Uh, Tony Stark going back in time and getting to meet and talk to his dad before he was born. I appreciate that he had that moment again, like, you know, humanizing Tony Stark. Uh, and of course, Nat sacrificing herself for Hawkeye to get the stone. Super sad, but significant moment. Hawkeye had a family, blah, blah, blah. This was Nat's chance to do the right or to right all of her wrongs from the past. Things that she hated from Endgame. Tony Stark dying at the end, even though that was the way it had to be for w- the one and only successful outcoming. And <laughs> this might open up a whole can of worms, but I have to read it because she commented. And super, super hated the girl power scene at the end with all the girl characters gathering with Captain Marvel. So forced just to add feminism to the movie. Very dumb. Could have done without. Um, we'll leave our... <laughs> opinions on that <laughs> for another time <laughs> i can i can i yes go for it <laughs> go, 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 go. the only thing real. i mean i think it's every, obviously everybody can have their own opinion with it i think with for them to have a scene like that unless it like set up this whole big thing for them to be next to each other then it wouldn't have made sense but the if you think about it most of the superhero stuff Look at the Avengers. There's six core members. One is female. We finally have all these other females that are in there. All these movies we've been watching has had that same exact scene, but with all males or mostly males. So for them to like finally do that scene, but with all women, just to be like, hey, look, we can do the same thing with all women. I I didn't have a problem with it personally. I thought it was like, cool. I get to see all of these characters. Also, you get to see them. I don't know if that was also part of why they did it. They're like, hey, you know, here's Wasp. Here's this person. Here's this person. They are here. They're back and they're in the present in this moment. But, you know, I don't have a problem with it. If the guys can do it, the girls can do it. You know, come on. That's my that's I, my two cents. I grew up on Sailor Moon. So anytime <laughs> nice. that there's a group of badass females, I am about it. So yeah, it's good stuff. There you go. Um, but that that wraps up our our comments. Thank you guys for chiming in. It's always fun to you know talk about what you guys submit, and yeah, thank you so much. So whenever we have people on the show, um, we like to end our interviews with one simple question that usually doesn't turn out to be simple at all. But um, to to go along with our shtick here, you know our our film and movie and TV related episodes. They're typically titled what's watching. So we just want to know, I mean, I obviously you've been watching WandaVision, but what's watching with a bite of what have you guys been watching besides WandaVision? Oh man. I think because of WandaVision, we're like in super sitcom mode. So we've been watching the new adventures of old Christine with Mary. Who's in it with, um, Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, and it's so funny. It's on HBO Max. And we also just started watching on Apple TV uh, Dickinson with Haley Steinfeld, which is like sort of a satirical, sort of modern but not really take on Emily Dickinson. Um, and that's pretty interesting as well. But I'm I'm with that series. I think it's <laughs> it like, has its moments. It it's have you seen Bridgerton at all? Uh, my wife slammed that out like saying Bridgerton in like eight hours. She somehow watched the entire series. I, I don't mean, understand we, how it's possible, but <laughs> we got requested to do that. So like our Patreon, we people can request to have us do an episode, and 
everybody was like, do Bridgerton, do Bridgerton. And we're like, okay. We did the first episode and then we we're like, do you kind of want to keep watching this show? Cause it's kind of like just, it's scandalous and it's just like a hot mess and you can't yeah. help but watch it. But I felt like what Bridgerton did well was they mixed a little bit of modern with that timepiece. Dickerson is doing too much modern with a timepiece in it. And it's, it's throwing me off too much. It throws me <laughs> way off. Like they say, normal words like what's right. up and dude and she'll be like just chilling <laughs> yeah she'll be like just chilling but then she'll recite this poetry and i'm like what what's yeah. going on that's very yeah that's susp- yeah no no it thank is, you it's weird it's well yeah. done though but... right <laughs> nice um actually nick we haven't done like a, a what's watching episode lately so like what are you watching I mean, we know you also just finished WandaVision. But. I just finished WandaVision. Um, I need to get back to Peaky Blinders. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was I, I made some very good progress there, but that's still in limbo. Um, I mostly have a lot of um, things I want to start per usual. Um, still, still slowly working through the last season of Shit's Creek, just because we're savoring the life out of that thing. Because until I hear there's going to be like another five seasons, I don't know. But um, it's like you don't watch it; it doesn't end, right? Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if you don't watch it, it won't end. You guys, he's literally had like four episodes of Shit's Creek left for like no, four okay, months. like now, it's been ridiculous. No, that's not true. So. I thought there was only five seasons and we thought we were near the end. Then we finished it and we we're like, was that the end? And you look and it's like, there's a whole nother season. Surprise. Yes. So, yeah. so it's revived what already we thought we were milking is now even further milked. Um, <laughs> Surprise. So, so. That's good. nothing too uh, exciting there. Uh, our, our, our gaming problem right now is really putting a, a kink in bad. things. It's bad. It's, it's really bad. It, we've been super addicted to this team called Valheim. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's basically Viking Minecraft, and we can't stop building long houses and <laughs> down trees. It's really bad. I'm building a legit <laughs> castle, like <laughs> yeah, like like all grown men should. Yeah, that sounds productive to me. I don't know what you guys are talking about time wasting. You're building a castle. <laughs> yeah, I've actually secretly been playing this entire time. <laughs> surprise but yeah so uh yeah i think that that wraps it up tonight thank you guys so much for coming on um why don't you plug your stuff again we have your website up you know down at the bottom of the screen now uh but yeah go plug all your stuff where can we find you i mean everywhere yeah you can find us on instagram at a bite of pod you can find us on youtube at a bite of you can find us on any platform that you like listening to your podcasts at a bite of and we're on facebook as well at a bite of <laughs> i mean literally probably the website is the easiest one because it's yeah all there in one big hub as you as people should know um but yeah a bite of pod.com and we have our new season coming out in a week and a half so there you well, go. With that aligns with oh well Wonder. It wasn't planned, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and join their Discord. It's so fun. It's a very fun place to be. And join our Discord because it's also a fun place to be. And yeah. uh, we, I don't know about you guys, but like we really have been leaning into the Discord as like our main source of engagement with our audience and just being able to 
I don't know. I feel like the interaction tools and, and level there on Discord is just so much better than anywhere else. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, thanks again, guys. Uh, this turned out you know so awesome. It was super fun getting to learn more about a bite of and then get to go real deep into WandaVision. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video and you like what you heard, please subscribe. It'll really help us out. Um, share our posts with your friends um, and rate and review our episodes wherever you're listening to them. Uh, for those of you who chimed in on Facebook and Instagram, thank you so much. Your feedback is always welcome and appreciated. And until next time, have a good one. Good night. Bye. <laughs>